Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about season one of the Amazon Prime series, Outer Range. The short version of the review is, this isn't a bad show. Uh, Not the biggest TV watcher. A lot of streaming shows kind of run over the same kind of ground Quirky characters, weird situations. What are they going to do? Oh, my. Um, Plot twists, blah, 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 blah. But this was something a little special. Josh Brolin actually said that in a couple of interviews, and I think they did achieve something special. Not sure if they stuck the landing. There would definitely have to be a season two, but if you're looking for something streaming to watch, all eight episodes are up now on Amazon Prime, and I'd say for the acting, for the mystery, it's worth a watch. I won't get into too many spoilers talking about the show. A few, but things you could have gotten from the trailers of all the episodes. Um, farmers find a ranch people. <laughs> they own ranches. Uh, they're not really farmers. They're cattle and stuff like that. Um, find a giant metaphysical hole on their property. Josh Brolin plays the dad, tries to keep it a secret. This is all in the first episode. Strange hippie girl shows up. Imogen Potts Poots plays the uh, the role. She's very good in it. Um, and as the show goes on, you find out about a little bit more about the whole, a little bit about their neighbors, about people who want the land and why, or maybe why. Actually, you don't really find out why. But um, and by the end of the eight episode run, no, you don't have all the answers. You know some more than you did in the beginning. But um, yeah. So like I said, not to get into any spoilers, a lot of TV shows and streaming shows these days have a hard time keeping my interest. Just the straight-ahead dramas, if it doesn't have some kind of fantastical nature about it, I get bored really easy. And yes, sometimes I can put myself in the situations of these characters and them trying to get out of under the bad guys and that kind of thing. But also... You know, I've watched some of the best from Sopranos to Breaking Bad, and and there aren't that many these days that elevate themselves um, in the normal genres. But I've always gravitated towards things like Lost and Fringe and things, you know, they're, they're kind of those drama TV shows that add a touch of the fantastic in there. Even Person of Interest had a touch of science fiction in there with the computer that was picking things. And... Um, so this one piqued my interest more than your typical Yellowstone or whatever because it was a it was ranch guys on you know western type thing but there was a fantastical element to it. I looked up the showrunners other than Brad Pitt as an executive producer there's not too many names that I recognize but I looked them up and they've all done a lot of shows. Some of them work with JJ Abrams on some shows, some of them work with some other people. So they're all well-seasoned TV people and you've got Josh Brolin and Lily Taylor and Will Patton and some other um, really good actors doing some really good work. I mean, it's some of Lily Taylor's best work in years. Uh, Josh Brolin is great in this. Um the things I don't like about it, some of the characters is just crazy to be crazy or quirky to be quirky. There seems to be a, uh, uh, you know, a gay lesbian scene, some uh, relationship thrown in there, and, and it doesn't really. I don't care one way or the other about I, I think it's great that people are out and being who they ever want to be. More power to you. Um, 
but in real life, I don't care what people's sexuality is unless I'm going to sleep with them. So I don't really care unless it's germane to the story, you know, or something about the character. I don't care who they're sleeping with. And, and a lot of shows and a lot of movies, they ne- you never know. But it's something like this. We had to know what this particular person is doing on the sideline, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything else. It's just in there. And then we got some discriminatory scenes in there. That, that just felt like it was put in there for more dramatic buoyancy in the show to not have it all be. And some of the, the I guess, villains are just kind of kooky and nuts just to be kooky and nuts. We do get some flashbacks later on in the show that kind of explain why some of these people may be a little loose-nutted, but I think some of that kind of loses its way. The main story, the main thrust, the main mystery is all completely well done. And the people that are that are in the tight orbit of that and, and that storyline, but it's when they start branching out and getting into the other characters. And, and sure, they're all involved in it in some way, shape, or form, but... It just seems like sometimes let's let's get the quirky singing brother in here just so he can sing in a very awkward moment and maybe they took some you know pages from David Lynch and things like that on just we're gonna throw something crazy in here but there was always a method to his madness I always thought and some of this seems a little random. There's an over reliance on nostalgic older songs. There's some really good ones in here and there's some really obscure ones in here and I. I said the same thing about um, Raised by Wolves recently, that they're, they're starting to rely on old songs that really, for us, showed that much into the future. It's a little ridiculous to use something that would be an oldie to us now. Um, they wouldn't, you know, those songs. Some of these oldies that pop up at these shows are not going to last into the 25th century or whatever. So, but those are minor quirks in modern TV show storytelling. I don't think any of it's bad that there's quirky characters and random things that happen and all that. I'm just saying it's it's some of the things that take me out of the show if they would be a little bit more streamlined. But in eight, in eight episodes, they don't have too much time to get too lost. I, I am digging the six and eight episode, 10 episode series more than the old 26 episodes because there was a lot of bloat and filler in those. And now it seems like, wow, um, they end with you wanting more, but isn't that what you want out of a good movie, a good book, a, a good concert? You just want them to play one more. You want another episode. You want another You want another sequel. So in that aspect, the show would almost lose me every episode. They would get away from the fantastical, and, and they would and get into some of the drama that's going on with some of the characters and then how it relates back to the fan. And then something would happen at the end of the episode that would just pull me right back like a like a a slingshot, like a yo-yo, just a boomerang. I come right back. Um, Towards the last two episodes, they're chock full of those little moments. They don't wait till the end of an episode. Um, There's a lot coming at you in the last two episodes that just debuted this weekend. But like I said, I don't want to get into spoilers. Maybe we'll do a second podcast later, or I've got an upcoming uh, dual YouTube podcast thing I'm going to do with my buddy, and we will discuss theories and concepts and things like that. But for my singular podcast, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't watched it. I don't think this is the most popular show out there, so a lot of people haven't watched it yet. I do feel like there will be a second season. I, I looked. I don't think there's been an announcement yet, but it, it just the way it ends, it can't be over. I mean, it, it would suck if it were. <laughs> I guess they could wrap it up in a movie. Maybe there's a there's a huge plot twist at the end that's supposed to keep you going. Um, I thought that was well done, executed very well. I didn't really see it coming. Um, I should have. Everything was there. 
Um, so kudos to them for um, the acting is all high caliber all the way through. Will Patton is the nuttiest, craziest bad guy that he's been ever. Um, and he's pretty good at it, actually. Um, him singing naked in cowboy boots is something to see. All in all, Outer Range is one of the more interesting shows I've, I've watched lately. It's not one of my favorites because it didn't give me enough. It would be like if you watched half of Donnie Darko, you know, and, and you're, you're heavily into the mystery and the characters. And you like everything going on, but you need a little bit more. And you finally get more by the end of the movie. But this feels like the first half of a season. This feels like uh, I, I need a lot more to be fully satisfied with it. But the characterizations, the acting, the cinematography, um, the, the it looks good in 4K. Surround sounds good. Um, it was a worthy series to watch. It's only eight episodes. They were debuting two each week. Um, I missed that in the beginning, so I was watching one, and then I'm like, wow, now there's four. Wait, oh, wow, there's six, you know? And so I watched the last two back-to-back like a movie. It's good. It, it, it you know, it's not Chernobyl. It's not um, not some of my favorite shows of late, but it's, it's really good. I, I did enjoy it. So check out Outer Range. It's streaming. If you have Amazon Prime, you might as well. Um, eight episodes of some really good acting and some weird stuff we can talk about in another podcast. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Uh, Check out Patreon for exclusive stuff and have a spectacular day. Thanks for listening.